If you're the kind of dad who hosts a podcast, and you call yourself Maverick, and you call your partner Goose... Goose! I don't want to be called Goose. Goose dies in the end. Then this is the podcast for you. Alright, Randy, if you don't want to be Goose, maybe you'll be Iceman. You kind of have Val Kilmer's hair from Top Gun. Iceman, I'm dangerous. You're dangerous. You're dangerous, man. Dangerous. Well, you can be my wingman any day, Coach Randy. Along with Coach Randy, my name is Adam D. This, of course, is the podcast that celebrates suburban dad life. We are bad to the dad and coach. Hard to believe we're already at episode eight for the season, but did you know that this is our 31st overall episode? No, we are in our 30s. (laughs) <laughs> and boy, do we look good. Boy, do we look good. Sometimes every week, we're not sure if we're going to pull it off. And like Goose and Maverick, we just sort of do, do that maneuver where a podcast somehow, some way yep. gets generated and posted for you, we the listener. We keep doing it. We, we, we keep putting ourselves through it just for our listeners. We've got a lot of listeners. As a matter of fact, this past week, I spoke to a lot of parents. Mm-hmm. And I did shameless plugs. Yeah. Because I've decided that I'm going to start doing shameless plugs. Yeah. We are good at it. And I gave away a few keychains. Uh, they were appreciative to have both the, the keychain and the bottle cap opener. With the logo. With the logo, the Bone Daddy. And they said they're going to listen. So shout out to all those dads that were at those presentations. And welcome to Bad to the Dad. Speaking of shameless plugs yes. and Bone Daddy, you know who designed the Bone Daddy logo, Coach Randy? It's so funny that you speak of Bone Daddy. We talk about Becky Berman. <laughs> what? Didn't see it coming. Didn't see that one coming. Of course, Becky Berman of Berman Branding, BermanCS.com. That is BermanCS.com, who sat there and helped create Bone Dandy, not just season one, but also seasons season two logo two and yeah. uh, we are appreciative. So go out there, graphic design, marketing, website design. What's taking you this long? Go call Brandon Berman Branding. Berman Branding. No, I've been doing this thirty-one <laughs> times. Thirty-one times. Yeah. BermanCS.com. She's waiting for your call today. Absolutely. Well, of course, we want to thank our our new friends that are helping us promote the Dad to the Dad podcast. The Tap Into Local News Network, we're of course featured on the Livingston and West Orange, New Jersey editions of tapinto.net, but there are several North Jersey and I think even South Jersey towns that have a tapinto.net uh, program or feed uh, of news in, in your area. We want to thank, of course, Jessica and Danielle for not only giving us this platform, but also selecting some really interesting guests who will ultimately be on the show. Enjoy That's us. tapinto.net. We are on social media because everybody's on social media. And who's media. not on the social media? At Bad to the Dad. That's our Instagram handle. We have a website, badtothedad.com, where you can see some behind-the-scenes photos. And let's talk a little bit about Facebook, Coach Randy, because uh, Bad to the Dad, of course, is on Facebook, forward slash Bad to the Dad. Yes. But I discovered yesterday that you and I have a friendversary on we Facebook. Have, we have been friends. I mean, I thought it was longer, but... No, it, it was longer, but on Facebook, I it's know. been 10 years. What a magical thing that Facebook does for us to bring Who people knew? together. Who and, knew? And, that this and, thing would blossom into a podcast. And you posted something with some pictures, and I posted something, and it was a great friendversary that we were able to acknowledge, and I love you, man. No, I, I feel the same way I about you. I love you, man. I, no, I feel the same way no, about you. I love you, man. I, so you want me to say it to you? No, I just want to say I love you, man. Okay, you've said it several times. So you want me to well, tell you that I love you? Well, I would you that it was acknowledged back. It yeah. Is a, it is a friendversary. It's been 10 years. But yeah. 
I understand that the insecurity is having a hard time saying it back. To no, you, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that I love you too, as long as it, you know. Because I, 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 no, no, I don't want. I, I, I don't want a pity. I love you too. Yeah. I want an authentic. You know. I don't know if I could do that, coach. <laughs> <laughs> when I said I really want to meet it, exactly. But now you're stuck because are you saying it? Because you're saying oh, it, or are you giving me the yes. pity one? Well, look, they'll just say we're airing our dirty laundry out here. Uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll be sleeping on the podcast couch tonight. Now I was going to ask you, what does one do to celebrate a Facebook? anniversary um do we go out for dinner do we go see a show uh do we go on a vacation together but you actually had your real anniversary we, yes with one of the most important people in your life exactly. and that of course is, is my wife my beautiful the most wife Jessica. Jessica. we have yeah. 17 years today in a row <laughs> in a row amazingly same enough, person right same person 17 years in a row uh, the beacon of my life, the the true support, my background, uh, my backbone, the the, uh, the mother of my incredible kids. So I can't believe she's put up with me for seventeen years. Well, God I was going to say, you know, the, um, the 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 person who made who made your life worth yes. a damn. Yes, <laughs> of, of worth <laughs> and anything, carry, and carries you in the entire family. Which is why we understand that. The mom is the most difficult job. Number in the one world. with a bullet, absolutely, by far and away in this family because she has to live with me, and mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a I'm a pretty much nutbag nutpaste. But she is constant. We just uh, 17 years today, and the odds were against us. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, the family's outside. That that's, that's not going to happen. Well, you, you're an underdog. The, and we is, talked is, about is, the Rocky yes. films in the past. It's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to work. But no. uh, somehow um, she. Uh, she deals with a lot, um, mm-hmm. but she's an incredible wife, my best friend, uh, mom, you name it. She is my inspirator, my motivator, and my uh, my true uh, true love. And of your my generator. Life. And the generator, yeah, yeah there's the sometimes. Oh. And uh, we had a wonderful dinner last night. We celebrated. Uh, shout out to the Appian Way. I've heard amazing things about this was place. Really, it's just out in Orange. Uh, apparently been there for 46 years. Uh, <laughs> just went for the first time. Uh, had a great time. And now... That it's Sunday, our actual anniversary. We get to spend our anniversary, of course, not just doing our podcast, but now going to our daughter's softball game. Yeah, that, that seems to be the life you've been living for the last yes. few weeks, which has made scheduling this podcast yes. interesting. But again, we get it done because that is what passion is all about. Mm-hmm. One way or another, we are going to make it happen. So happy friend-aversary. Uh-huh. And happy real anniversary really to you anniversary and to my beautiful wife out there. Thank you, Jess. I want to talk briefly about our guest today. We're excited to have Brian Lipson, who is a corporate uh, air pilot, corporate airline pilot. Uh, he's going to be uh, on the show talking a little bit about that life and mm-hmm. how he got into aviation. And also, what does that mean when you're a pilot where you have to just go, go, go at the drop of a hat? You could be going to California. You could mm-hmm. be going to Europe. What does that mean? Yeah, so he's a raising corporate a pilot. He's not a commercial pilot, right? Yeah, we want to uh, we want to make sure that that is discreetly understood. Yeah, so it's not like it's United yeah. or no, 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 or, or um, Delta. He is a corporate pilot, mm-hmm. which is different than a commercial. Now he did a little bit of uh, commercial he, airline flying. Okay, yeah. he, he, yes, I, I think that's that will be mentioned yeah. in the in the interview coming okay. up. So he has experienced the small craft, the large craft, mm-hmm. and everything in between. I wonder if we'll talk about the uh, the Epson 147 model, one of the more popular models oh, of planes. Gosh, I hope so, because you have one in the garage, right? <laughs> yes. Right next to your Shelby Cobra <laughs> yes. that you've been working on. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll ask him for for some advice. But that's Brian Lipson, and I think you're you're really going to enjoy uh, his discussion about how he got into uh, into piloting and, and to aviation in general. And if you are a pilot or you have kids that are into that kind of thing. Uh, this is going to be a really enjoyable episode. And if you're not, it's still going to be an enjoyable episode. Mm-hmm. Completely off topic. Yes. I've got a question for you. 
All right, I'm ready. I know it's been a while since you've worked kind of in the in the corporate arena, or as an as like a full time employee. Yes. Yes. I consult, but that's a little different. Gotcha. So, what do you call it when you need a personal day, just to kind of get your head in order and uh, get a change of scenery? What would you call that? We would call that an emotional wellness day. Okay. What is it also known as? I need a break day. Mental health day? Would you call it a mental health day? I would call it a mental health day. Okay. So put that on the shelf, but in, in, in a reachable space in your mind, because we're going to go back to that in All just right. a second. I've got it on a shelf in a reachable space in my mind. All right. Make some room. Make some, some room. So a, uh, a colleague of mine, and granted, I heard this story uh, secondhand. Okay. A colleague of mine is the chief HR officer at an mm-hmm. insurance company in Pennsylvania. Okay. They're having a town hall meeting. Mm-hmm. And for those of you not familiar with what a town hall meeting is... It is a meeting that goes to transparency. We want to be as informative as possible. We mm-hmm. want to give the employees an opportunity to ask questions where they might not normally be able to do that on an okay. everyday basis. All right, so we get all the employees in one space, mm-hmm. maybe it's a cafeteria or a theater or mm-hmm. a ho- hotel conference room, and you can ask the leadership questions. Mm-hmm. The CEO, who's a relatively new CEO to the company, okay. is handling most of the questions. Okay. Suddenly, an employee raises their hand and says, how come we don't have sick days? Huh. Right. So the CEO throws it to the chief HR officer, which makes sense because HR typically handles benefits. So the CEO off. says, thank you, great question. Yep. I would like to bring in our chief HR officer. Yes. Would you please come up the... Uh the, the microphone and answer the question. Right. Okay. So uh, this chief HR officer is a, a in, industrial colleague of mine, mm-hmm. professional colleague of mine. I've never worked with him, mm-hmm. but just know him through uh, mm-hmm. through other channels. And he says, well, we don't really have sick days per se. We have a bank of what's called PTO, personal time off. Personal get, time off. Yeah, like 20 days. However you want to use days. them, it's up to you. You can exactly. use them as sick. You can use them as whatever it is. Yeah. You want to take a vacation day. You want to take a personal day. You need a mental health day. Go and take whatever. it. Whatever. PTOs. Yeah. Meeting ends. Next day, CEO knocks on the chief HR officer's door. Says yeah. to him, we've been getting a lot of complaints about you. Wow! What happened in the town hall meeting yesterday? Oh, no. This guy's completely flabbergasted. Yes. What did I say? When did I say it? Yeah. We're, you know, sometimes we say things and we don't even realize it. Please, help me out. Yeah. And that's why we have friends and colleagues to, you know, go go from the outside in to to inform us. And uh, the CEO said, well, you use the term mental health day. And some of our employees were offended by that because they have relatives, family members who have mental illness. And this friend of ours, this chief HR officer said, you know, I didn't really think about it like that because mental health day is a a common term. It's a common term, right? He didn't say mental illness day, he said mental health day. Well, I call it also taking a mental well-being day. You said an emotional well-being, which could also be construed as... As a mental health day. Yeah. You know, if somebody has a, a, a mental illness, they could easily well, that's like, that's like find that an emotional own. well-being yeah, day. Right. Mental which, health. Which I guess could be conceived, if you think about it in those terms, as problematic. So what does the CEO say? I don't know how we recover from this. You're fired. Drop the mic F up, man. Yep. No way. Yep. D- no way. The guy's mouth drops. He goes, are you kidding me? First of all, he never intended to. Uh, offend anybody. Uh-huh. Secondly, he used a term that is pretty commonly used. That's a that's a PC word, though. I, I, I would think so, but 
so they let him go, and you know, the, the first time I heard this story, immediately my knee jerk was lawyer up. Yeah. First call I'm making is to my yeah, lawyer, my yeah, labor attorney. Absolutely, absolutely. Second call I'm making is to my wife to yeah. say, I just called my labor attorney. <laughs> yes. Buckle up, this is yes. going to be a wild ride. Yeah. Um, now I realize that companies have an at will employment policy here in New Jersey. Um, yeah, in many states, yeah. many states, and Pennsylvania, have that. I guess too. Um, so you know, a new CEO could come in and do whatever you want. Say, yeah, I'm removing wants. you because I want my own yeah. person. Yeah. But to say, but to use this as an excuse for getting rid of you. Uh, that's messed up, man. Yeah, and that's my conspiracy theory. I'm thinking maybe he used this as an opportunity to remove him, versus just saying, "Hey, you know what? I've got my I'm own person." I'm looking to go in a different direction. Yeah. Thank you for your effort. We give you severance. You know, thank you very much and goodbye. So it just uh, goes to show you that you can never. I don't want to say you can never be too careful because this was so innocuous, right? We all use that term. Take a mental health day. We I, even with our kids, we took my kids taking the day off. We're giving them the mental health day. There's, but there's nothing wrong with mental health. Right. His comment by coming back acknowledged right. the fact that you have some kind of issue that mental health is very much part of what we're yeah. doing. And Me- it's a very important part. Yes, your mental health matters. If you need to take a mental health day, take a mental health day. It doesn't mean you have bipolar disease. It doesn't mean you have schizophrenia. You just need to clear your head and be in a different environment. Mental health, not mental illness. Mental Correct. health. Dude, that is jacked well, I'd up. I would love to hear from our listeners what they think of this, but... We've become so oversensitized. And, and I, I'm a correct. sensitive guy. You, whoa, whoa. And I'm a sensitive guy. No, no one more sad That offends me. Yeah, and I'm offended because you're offended. Let's be offended together. <laughs> what? That's, 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 I'll, I'll give you another one. Here's another trend. Come on. When you are addressing a large audience, yes. now you can't say... And, and believe me, we're pretty progressive, so yeah. we, we believe in the cause of people yeah. who are, are different, who are going yes. through transitions. We had Roger Apple on. Yeah, absolutely. My God, the story, his this story, This transgender right? now son yes. uh, was going through. Now, we're being coached not to say ladies and gentlemen before a, Oh, because you I cannot, mean, because, well... Well, you've got, you've got binary, you've got gender fluid, oh, yeah. and some don't identify with one or the other. So then what do you do? Dear friends. Dear friends. Colleagues. But you know, I still think there needs to be a grace period. If this is going to be the well, new this, normal, well, this 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 give start. us a grace period and stop well, crucifying people who are making not just I wouldn't even call them mistakes, just using the colloquialisms of the office, right? Of of business. Well, but this this to, is the part where they're individuals on the hardcore, non quote unquote PC, not quote unquote liberals that mm-hmm. continue to make the point that enough is enough, and it's just like really, come on. And I, we want to be accepting and knowledge. Are we a melting pot or a pluralistic salad bowl? Yeah. But mm-hmm. I, I have not. I, I don't know what I would do. I'm a speaker too. Yeah. So you got to be careful. I'm so glad. But for me, it's coaches, so yeah, I can I just refer to as coaches. Mm-hmm. But I can't refer to them as boys and girls. I have to say, thank you so much, boys and girls, binary, uh, nondescript, non-gender oriented. Next thing you know, you haven't even gotten your presentation. You're still and you're spending a half an hour just introducing. That's a good stick. To that's, that's a good stick. That's funny. Who represents uh, anyone yeah. on, the, on the gender wave? So we could just say, you know, thank you, student athletes, and that kind of gets everybody in there. But uh, yeah, it got me fired up this week. I, and really? I would see why. Well, I'm sorry to hear about that, your buddy. Uh, I would throw a couple middle fingers out there, and I think it might make sense to reach out to attorney. But the good news, he can still get unemployment. And he'll get severance. I uh, don't know if he's getting severance. Why not? Because when you get fired, um, they they cite a cause, and you're not eligible for severance. That is messed Unless up. he works something out. Well, unless the attorney goes I, back. I hope yeah. that that's the case. He deserves it, that. That's yeah, that. if he was terminated yeah. because of this and didn't get any severance, 
Um, not only would I uh, put a, a nice case together, but I, I may make this a landmark case. <laughs> I, would I, would, I would go to the paper. I would go to tapinto.net and bring up I would this case. Back. Wait a second. Hold on. Wait a second. I, I, like, it's Tuesday. Let me just get this thing straight here. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess we have to look forward to Brian Lipson because that's something I want to focus on. I'm a positive bad to the dad dad because there, I'm sure there's dads out there who have lost their jobs or situations. Maybe they'll reach out and say, hey, I want to come on our show, uh, come on your show. What it was like to be of a dad who'd been laid off or got fired, um, but uh, I don't know. Now I'm kind of pumped up. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. pumped up. I'm excited to, right. for our guest Brian Lipson. So though. Coach Randy and I, we got to cool down. We're going to take a mental health break. This is bad <laughs> to the dad. We are Bad to the Dad, and remember, we do sell merchandise on the website, which is badtothedad.com. Yes, there are t-shirts. Yes, there are sweatshirts. Yes, there's all kinds of paraphernalia, but the one we love to promote is the multi-purpose keychain. It's like the Swiss Army knife of keychains. It's the Bad to the Dad bottle opener slash keychain, which also has our logo, which was designed by Becky Berman of Berman Branding. It's Bone Daddy. So Bone Daddy. It, it could be a life-changing device if you... You know, let it into your heart. And again, that is the that is the keychain. And anyway, uh, Brian Lipson is our guest on our episode called Air Dads. Brian, welcome to Bad to welcome the Dad. Welcome to the show, Brian. Thank you. Great to be here with Good you Good luck today. I wish you the best of luck. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> because of me or because of us? Uh, because of us. Yes. See, when you, when you get to a certain point in your podcast history... Yeah, the uh, relationship gets a little crispy, but can, we think it makes for some good radio. Times. Yes, makes for good radio. Good banter. Good banter. So Brian is a corporate pilot, and we, we've been looking forward to having him on the program for, for some time now. So Brian, let's uh, let's start with the career. Have you always known that you wanted to be a pilot? Was it always a passion uh, of yours? Yeah, I mean, even from a young age, I was always interested in aviation. It started out uh, being interested in space, mostly. Hmm. Um, so as a young kid, all my school projects were always about space, being an astronaut. And so that sort of drove me in that direction. And when I was in seventh grade, I got the opportunity to go to space camp. You know, oh, down in Alabama? Yeah. Oh, cool. Huntsville, Alabama. So my parents uh, sent me away to Huntsville when I was in about seventh grade. And went to space camp and everything about space. It was great, you know, going on all those rides, flipping you around, you know, just like all the astronaut training does. So that one that you keep going around in circles and circles, like in spies like us. Yeah, I guess and coffee. Then, <laughs> that's a great idea. And your face is going to keep going back. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Trying to make you sick. So yeah. um, that was a lot of fun. And the following year, I wanted to do the same thing, but you know, the programs there are based on uh, ages. And I was in the same bracket. My parents were going to send me all the way to Alabama to do the exact same program I had just done the year before. And they said, yeah, we're not doing that. So <laughs> they, they found a different program at Space Camp. It was called the Aviation Challenge. And that was more geared toward like uh, military aviation. Mm -hmm. So it was escape and evade and land and water survival and all those sorts of uh, activities. And one of the additional things I did was a discovery flight which is you go up with an instructor in a small airplane, you get 30 minutes, hands on the controls, you get to try it out and fly an airplane. You could do this even at a local airport. So even without any aviation training, you just go in with the instructor. Yeah, none whatsoever. This is your first time. And you get the stick. And you get to do it. Yeah, hands on the oh, controls. This is when you're in eighth grade. Eighth grade, yeah. Eighth grade. Well, all your other friends are going to other kind of camps, maybe sports camps, uh, sleepaway camps. You're going to aviation camp. Yep, that's, that's what I did. So... Uh, 
I got the first flight and I said, this is a lot more realistic uh, job opportunity than being an astronaut. You know, those are like one in a million odds. Being right. a pilot, a lot, lot better chance. And this is a lot of fun, better than going to an office every day. So I jumped on it and started flying lessons the following summer. So you never, you didn't have a previous career before flying. No. Now, the only reason why I ask is because I know a lot of people who love flying. They, uh, they, they go to flight training schools, but they have another profession. So, for instance, uh, my wife has a cousin who's in uh, finance. Yeah, he's worked with all the, the, the big uh, financial uh, institutions, but he loves flying, and ultimately he would like to be a commercial airline pilot. So he's working on his transition. But, but you were able to discover this at an early age. Yeah, I was lucky. very lucky. So, you know, I entered this at an early age. All through high school, I was taking flying lessons on the weekends or whenever I could fit it in with the weather and everything else. And so basically, beginning of high school, I was ready to go off and do my job right then. What were the kinds of planes that you trained on early in your career? So when I started out, I was in a Cessna 152, okay. which I don't even think I would fit in one now because my legs are too long. Uh -huh. I mean, it's a really Brian's small Brian's a tall airplane. dude, as you'll see on our social media pages. What are you, like 5'11", 5 5'12"? 5 I'm a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's a two-person airplane. You know, you can't barely fit a computer case in the back. I mean, mm -hmm. it's a very small airplane, but it's a good trainer. It gets you up in the air. You can learn the basics. What is this? What is a Cessna? What does it sound like? <laughs> you want him to do sound effects? I'm just curious to know. Is it a... You know that... You got to push the, uh, the... the You know when you go back in the very beginning and you have to push the, uh, the, the propeller down... And it kind of starts. Those are like those World War II movies. Oh, so, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. These actually have an electric novice, starter yeah. in them. So that's yeah. you, you put it in and you turn a key. And, and yeah. is there, is there a, a propeller in the front or are they both yep. on the sides? One, one propeller, one right. engine in the front. You know, yep. this is the second episode in a row where Randy has made noises uh, replicating the sound of a, a high powered machine. Yes. Uh, on our last episode, maybe it was two episodes ago, you made motorcycle sounds. We did. In our future episode, I think we have some again in the adult business. I'm looking yeah. forward to, to using. <laughs> my sound effects on that one. Well, you know, you have a lot of personal experience in that area. Well, I don't but, think uh, I could beat you on the sound effects. Yeah. Those were perfect. But Randy's so. probably going to cut an album of him doing sound, sound effects. effects of machines. And boy, I, I smell a Grammy. Yes. And boy, you never get used to that smell. You never get used to that smell. So now you're flying on corporate jets now. Yes. Right. And you fly for a corporation. Um, so what is that like compared to some of the machines that you flew in your early training days? I mean, obviously much larger. Yeah, it's completely different. Um, obviously, they're much nicer, much more comfortable. Um, but these, we have two pilots in the airplane at mm -hmm. all times, uh, just like the airlines do. Mm -hmm. You know, Two pilots are required, so I'm always flying with a, another pilot. We're both captain qualified, mm -hmm. so we take turns sort of sharing the duties of mm -hmm. who's, who's flying the plane, who's running mm -hmm. the radios, mm -hmm. and managing everything. But... It's uh, seats about 14 people at max capacity. We usually fly with a lot less than that, but it's, you know, just like you would picture in movies with, uh, you know, fancy people on these airplanes, yeah. you know, leather chairs, mm -hmm. couches, tables, you know, so it's, it's a comfortable environment. Yeah, my big show right now is Succession. I've been watching that show. Oh, on HBO? On HBO, HBO? Yep. yeah, mm -hmm. and they fly in these corporate, uh, corporate jets. Now, is there also someone who works there as a... Uh, uh, as a stewardess, as a hostess, as someone who's on that plane, or is it just just you and your, your co-pilot? Yeah, our airplanes, we don't take a flight attendant or okay. cabin attendant with us. It's mm -hmm. just the pilots, but gotcha. our, our passengers know they can 
you know, ask us any questions. They can come up and if they need anything. But generally, mm -hmm. they just help do you themselves. Give them, do you give them flight wings? Let them know that you know. Nobody's that, asked for them yet. Yeah. But you know, I, I've got one in my pocket in just case. in case. And, and yeah. you've seen the movie Airplane, right? Yeah. Of okay. Course. So you're not bringing guests up to the cockpit asking them if uh, they've ever been in a Turkish prison. No, uh, no. that was a line from the movie. Yes. I wasn't just making surely you can't be serious. <laughs> ah, see, yeah. this is good. Just want to make sure that uh, we understand. You don't serve fish on the plane, do you? Fish, yeah, yeah because yeah. usually when you serve fish, it's always the best. Right, well, if, we, if we order the fish, <laughs> only one of us can have it. <laughs> what's the longest uh, flight you've you've ever done, or what what's typically the longest flight you do with with uh, your your corporate clients? We do a lot of flights out to California, so those okay. are five six hours. Mm -hmm. um, we do fly to Europe on occasion. The max range of the airplane is about eight and a half to nine hours. So mm -hmm. you know, we we fly to Europe, you know, France or England or those sort of places, and uh, beyond that, we have to stop for fuel. So, you know, that, that limits us. Do you do any stunt flying up there? <laughs> it seems like you're going through a lot of fuel when you get up there. You just do a lot of stunt flying, you know, and you, you get back, you know. I'm just curious to know. Do you go ups and downs and circles? And can't stuff? do a show without a Fletch reference. <laughs> yeah. Must be doing some stunt flying. You just can't. This is, just, this is right up at our wheelhouse know, with Fletch. I'm sorry. Yeah. I usually don't go that respect. far out of my way. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I worked for the airlines, it was a little more camaraderie. Oh, so you, you know, worked for a commercial airline, too. I have done that yeah, for yeah. a little while. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, now, you know, I, I'm a, a nobody. I'm like everybody else flying yeah. out. Oh, of no, no, you're somebody. Them. And you are good <laughs> enough, Brian. Absolutely, much good enough. Yes. Don't ever self-deprecate. You are definitely good yeah. enough. Yeah, absolutely. But, so, so is flying now, I'm sure when you were first starting out, it must have been pretty exhilarating. It is. Right. It's it's a fun thing to do. It's something new. Every flight is something new. You know, the weather's different or where you're going is different. So it, it brings a lot of variety to the day. So if you fly to France, do you get to chill and hang out in France until they're ready to come back or do you have to come back? Yeah, usually we're, we're on the passenger schedule. So if they are staying for three days, I get three days in France. If they're flying the next day to some other location, that's what I'm doing. So I'm the limo driver. I show up when they need me <laughs> to be there and, and off I we class go. Uber. So what, what's something you would like us to know um, about being a pilot or about you know any aspect of the airline industry that I'll say quote unquote civilians may may not know what's something that we need to be appreciative of so i would say the biggest thing is you know that people ask me a lot is, you know the first question i usually get is what airline do you work for there's a lot of uh, aviation jobs that are outside the airline mm -hmm. um you know what i used to do was fly celebrities and random rich guys from new york and you know you'd meet a lot of interesting people but they're doing a lot of vacations mm -hmm. and leisure travel and those are the ones that you hear the the weird stories about, you yeah. know, I was on the road for weeks at a time, or these people treated me poorly, or, you know, they're uh, not the right people to be flying. What, what I'm doing is corporate, it's business oriented, I'm taking people to meetings or to uh, close deals and those sort of things. So it's, there's a lot of jobs outside the airlines that people uh, work in, you know, whether mm -hmm. they're pilots, flight attendants, mechanics, um, and it's, it's a, nice part of the industry, sort of a best-kept secret mm -hmm. that's completely different and more uh, people-oriented yeah. than the airlines are. But I would imagine, I mean, you're a dad. That's probably the reason why you're here. You're, you're a dad to the I dad. Am. What is this kind of lifestyle? What is this kind of career? How does it impact your role as being a dad? Um, I would say it, it definitely brings some variability and un unpredictive uh, schedule to our life. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to sort of keep 
Henry, keep my son uh, aware of... How old is Henry? He's uh, about to be six. So All right, so he's old enough, so he's right there. But, yeah, but a young kid. Yeah. Yeah. Keep him appraised of, of where I am, when I'm leaving, you know, because it's not a Monday through Friday, eight to five sort of job. Mm-hmm. There's times I'm home for a week at a time. It's great. But then, you know, he'll get used to me being home, and then it's, okay, now i got to leave for a week, and mm-hmm. that's, that's a big adjustment as mm-hmm. well. So, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Henry. Uh, and you, you and Sloan, who's your, your lovely wife, you guys do a, a great job. Thank you. Um, tell me a little bit about Henry at six. What, what is he into, and how do you support him with his interests? Sure. So he's uh, got a lot of interests. Um, one of them's dance. He's been in dance for going on, this is his fifth year in dance now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of the few boys in his class, but I, it, he really loves it. Um, and it's nice to, to be a part of seeing him learn the art and... Uh, the strengthening abilities that that dance provides for him. Uh, He's into martial arts. He Mm -hmm. was doing about a year and a half. Which martial arts? He's been doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, yeah. We learned about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu with uh, Matt Hahn, our guest from uh, a few weeks ago. This is the neon chest, right? Okay. Uh, The the submissions and uh, most fights end up on the ground anyway, so not a lot of punching and kicking, but grappling. Grappling, all of it. It, It's a very Mm. physical sport. Uh, It's very centered around techniques Mm -hmm. and... He's he's done really well with mm-hmm, it, yeah. um, so it's good for strengthening, good mm-hmm. for endurance, it's good for all of those aspects, as well as just the um, the morale, mm-hmm. yeah, confidence, self confidence, yeah. yeah. So good. that's been good for him. Are there competitions that he goes through or not? No, it's no, just, it's just a little him. young for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, he's into swimming, yeah. loves swimming, does it in the summertime, mm-hmm. takes lessons. It's good, so. good, good to get them into yeah. that in early right. age. And he just yeah. started up with uh, trying out soccer. He likes running around a bit, so. So not too many things. I mean, I mean, just dancing, jiu-jitsu, you know, swimming and and soccer. It's like a yeah. pretty, pretty. And that's basic just on kind of, Monday. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what what do you like to do as a family? What do the Lipsons like to do uh, as as a triad when you're going out and and finding ways to have fun? Well, we try to have as many experiences as we can. We've mm-hmm. taken Henry into New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to explore there. He loves riding in taxi cabs because, you know, he can sit in a car without wearing a seatbelt. You know, that's the yes. one place he can do that. Yes. Um, we try to get out, you know, in the fall this time of year. We go uh, apple picking or, or pumpkin picking mm-hmm. and carve pumpkins together. We uh, run a summer camp together in the yeah. summers. So we're out and about doing that but school year keeps us pretty busy yeah. tell us a little bit about the camp because you know we would like to shamelessly promote our our guest interests product services and anything that they're 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 looking what's the name of the camp up. the camp is called camp fish and game it's in chatham new jersey all summer we are in the pool and we're playing sports and games and arts and crafts and cooking and baking and and sports and games swimming um tennis and so Henry we, is a camper there? Yes, he yep. is. Oh, yeah, he's been sense. there uh, every year we've had the camp. We've had it for five years now. But what happens when you have to go out and fly? So if I have to go out and fly, camp camp goes on without me. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife Sloan, she's the director she's of the direct. camp. Okay. So she's there. So you're replaceable, basically, what you're saying. Yeah, I, I am. <laughs> but uh, until until I get fully replaced, mm-hmm. I'm the business manager, and yeah. I can do some of behind that the stuff scene. on the road. She's front lines, you're behind the scenes. That's right. Yeah, I can see her running a camp. Part of what we do here at uh, Bad for the Dad is we have this whole section 
called Dad Vice. Okay. All right. And the idea is that as a bad to the dad, dad, we would like for you to give Dad Vice, i.e., advice to the listeners in terms of what would you think would be helpful for them to learn about what it means to be a dad. Well, I would say the biggest thing I can think of would be to be flexible and to be um, able to adapt to changes in your your kid or your child as they grow up. Mm-hmm. You know, as Henry was very young, we were always trying to figure out, you know, what's his favorite food? What's he want to eat? And right about the time we figure that out and we go to Costco and we buy tons of the specific bar he likes, that's about the time he switches and changes. Um, so I would say you have to be adaptable, be ready for those changes because there's always going to be a change as your kid grows up. And so try to listen to him, what his interests are, and try to support him and help him out as best as possible. But from a dad perspective, I think it's uh, it's very easy to fall into a rut, you know, mm-hmm. get, get stuck in a want to do things the same, you know, why are things changing? And mm-hmm. that's difficult at times. So uh, being as flexible as possible and uh, adapting to those changes. Uh, and I'm sure observing dad's work schedule, you have no choice but to be flexible as mm-hmm. a kid too. So yep. hopefully he's learning that as at an early age and that'll, that'll help him as he goes on in life. Brian Lipson has been our guest on, on Bad to the Dad. We're thrilled that you're able to make it. Thanks so much for making time. Thank you very much. Yeah, Thanks appreciate being you being Thank on you so as a much. guest. Yeah, and uh, best of luck with the camp and, and the flying and, and Henry. And, uh, you know, we'll like to have you back uh, one day in the future. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. We are Bad to the Dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. We're Bad to the Dad. Again, you can follow us on Instagram at Bad to the Dad, our website, badtothedad.com, Facebook. We've got to get on Facebook. We've been a little lazy on the Facebook. I think we actually have two Facebook accounts. Well, we, we have the other. And we're the mismanaging bad, both of them. We have Bad to the Dad Facebook. But yeah. you know, it's just, it's just so, it's time consuming. A lot going on. We have, we have other jobs, too. We've got lives. We've yeah. got families. We've got jobs we got in the Facebook the Facebook it's not even the yeah. Facebook it's you, Facebook you got on me the other day about saying yeah. the <laughs> just takes up you can get lost in there and frankly Facebook used to be kind of a fun place where you could look at what people ate for dinner mm-hmm. you know you used to see different pictures of their family and how jealous you felt I'm surprised you didn't post something from you know, Appian yeah. Way last night you know chicken franchise yeah, you know and that you would see that and you'd feel low about yourself because you weren't going on these yep. trips and weren't at these fancy foods now you go on and it's all this this conversation about uh, you name it and it's just so overwhelming listening to these comments and stories that it's kind of it's depressing, and so I don't find myself as excited about going on a well, Facebook it's, as it's, I used it's to. It's not meaningful, um, and you know a lot of the a lot of the people that are posting stuff. It's hey, look at me, and look how great my life is. You know, and, that, and on top of it, it, it appears that what you read on Facebook may not necessarily be truthful. It's like a scam, and so it's kind of like, am I reading which is true? Is it not true? And I hate that kind of stuff because now seeing is no longer believing. And it's personal spin. Right. We're all putting our it personal is, spins on things. You know, so I know we got off the topic through the Facebook, but I, I felt I had to air that grievance right now. Because well, thank you, you Randy, for, for using the mic. Uh, do you want to drop the mic now? Don't drop the mic because we need it no, for next no, week. No, no, no. Listen, I, I've actually I found our conversation with Brian Lipson. Uh, very, uh, very entertaining. I was, I was having fun, just sort of learning about, no pun intended, the the trajectory of uh, a, a young pilot. Who, yeah, how do you get involved in this? How do you get into this? 
who has flown uh, a lot of different crafts, uh, did the space camp thing. That's cool. I know a I mean, lot of people camp. love to do space oh camp. Oh, my gosh. I mean, especially, I mean, he looks like he's 12, right? <laughs> yeah, he's a young dude. <laughs> he looks like he's 15, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, which is nice. But, you know, I wasn't going to space camp. That wasn't, no. you know, that wasn't going to do. But by eighth grade, knowing that you love this kind of stuff and you want to go into to, to pilots and airplanes, that's just not heard of that much. Mm -hmm. And to go in and go to college, and not even to go to your own home state college, mm -hmm. which in Michigan, you go to two schools, Michigan and Michigan State. You, you don't leave that state. And then they have all those other directional schools, which right? are pretty good, too. You know, Central, Eastern, but, you, but what do you do is you, you take your middle finger and say, screw Michigan, I'm going to Illinois. Yeah, I don't know if he, <laughs> if he did that, per se, but he was really focused Come on, on this that was, one profession. we got to embellish this. we got to dramatize I know, a little I bit. I know, I know. Yeah, we're being, so he didn't uh, literally, but he goes yes, to Illinois. Inquiry minds want to know. You know, and mm -hmm. uh, he goes and he continues and he studies and... He graduates and he's a pilot. Mm -hmm. And loving life, loving his loving his job. He did the commercial piece, and, yeah. And now he's this corporate pilot. And what a kind of cool life! I mean, he yeah. flies at your job. It's instead of being a limo driver driving the city to a traffic. Yeah, everybody's here. Wheels up. Right, you land, wheels down. You get off the plane. You see interesting places. You hang out for a little bit. And you just wherever you need to and go, you boss. Come back. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. You know, it was really funny though. I I, I am somewhat fascinated by the word the word cockpit. Oh, you're not just somewhat fascinated. You've been obsessing about it. Well, because I don't understand where they come from. And then, mm -hmm. and then of course, as we were talking to Brian, and his comment was, what do you, you know, where, where do female pilots sit in? Yeah, let's ask our listeners. So, <laughs> uh, listeners, if you happen to know where a female pilot sits in, yes. please, uh, mm -hmm. please let us know. Yeah, you know what they're going to say? I don't know, but I'd like to be curious. Yeah, they're going to say uh, they sit in the cockpit. Yes. Just like a man does. Just like a man right? does. And maybe you should go take a mental health day <laughs> and work on your language and your terminology so you don't get in trouble. That was good. I like how you did that. You circled back. Very yeah, that's good. That's what we do. We all the business. full circle. We, the cir business. we circle the runway. Yes, in the business. Oh, my goodness. Exactly. It's a theme. There's a we, theme. We circle back. Here. That's called the uh, circle back in terms of uh, entertainment and podcasts. So way to live way to live the dream. Good Absolutely. work. Absolutely. Well, like I said, that's, that's what uh, podcast passion is all about. Um, so Randy and I, we've got a lot going on this week. There will be a podcast dropping next week as Every far week. as the guest. We, we've got a lot of people in queue. Mm -hmm. So just keep an eye on social media, on the website to learn about our guest next week. We are uh, working on a comic book store owner, an acting school owner, uh, somebody who went through addiction and anger management who has turned his life around and has not only become a, a successful business owner, but a great dad. Yes. I lo love the underdog story, the second chances. Yep. That's going to come up in a subsequent episode. And I think this is sort of like our, our, our halftime for the season. So good to talk a We're little about bit. about halfway there. Halfway yeah. there through a great talk, season, talking too. Talking about all the, all the guests that are coming up. We are Bad to the Dad. Dads, have a great week. Yeah.